I'm thirsty and um, I need to just do this to start the show. So I will and we're recording. That is the sound of an Arnold Palmer light half and half iced tea lemonade from the good folks at Arizona Iced Tea. Uh, that is whose iced tea is in there. And uh, at Drink Arizona on a dying website called twitter.com. Uh, they were nice enough to uh, respond to a tweet this afternoon as uh, as we record here on a certain day of the week. Is today Thursday? Thursday? I think so. Yeah, it says Thursday, July 6th on top of my screen right there. Um, this entire week is fake. July 3rd was a Monday. Then the 4th happened on Tuesday and, and nothing is real all week long, um, except for the love and support of the good folks at, uh, Arizona who continue to not be a sponsor, but you know, their social media person did, uh, make a very good suggestion. And like I said, I'm thirsty. So, uh, try to go, uh, shortest t- or longest test, longest time since we've had them on the show, um, to talk first, uh, Addy already has talked to, uh, with a brief little, yeah, I think it was, um, Addy from the internet is here. Hi, Addy. Hi, it's good to be here. It's been a minute. And it has been less than a minute. Um, coming in, filling out the cast. Uh, back-to-back shows. Liked you so much uh, last episode. We got it back tonight. Jordan from the Internet's here. Hi, Jordan. Hi. This is How's it going? It's going. It's Thursday. It's, it's like a three-day work week, so it's like... The vi- the vibes for tomorrow are high. <laughs> this week is just like so fake. I was off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and so I went back to work today. And I'm like, you think I'm gonna start the week on a Thursday? Hi, Jordan's cat. <laughs> <laughs> at that yeah, at that point, I just like if I had three days off and I started the week on a Thursday, I would just take the rest of the week off if I had the time off. It's just like, I'm honestly like I like it was like noon today and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why did I not take the rest of the week off? Like, this is useless. I'm like, I had I have, you know, I didn't have Wednesday off, but like I got to I got to today and I'm just like today could have been the end of my week. <laughs> I am recording this in the car and watching some. A very loud parallel parking happen. Um, the thing that happened to me, it, I did not get a ticket this week because of uh, thinking that it was the wrong day of the week. I simply uh, did not make it out to the car before the traffic cop uh, showed up to write the ticket. thing that happens about once a year, and it sucks. And uh, just, you know, made the fakity and bullshit of this week uh, all the more so. Um and what's worse is that I'm going to have to pay $65 now because um, I went back to bed after walking the dog instead of coming out to move the car. Um, I will be assessed a penalty by the state for my misdeeds with my car. It is deserved. You know, I, I my car was uh, where it was not supposed to be at a time that it was not supposed to be there. Uh there are rules about that, and as a result, um, a penalty has been assessed to me. This is not necessarily something that happens um, if you are like the fastest race car driver in the world and have the best car and the best team and the best everything. Um, apparently, the rules do not necessarily always apply to you, um, and and that's that's a shame, isn't it? I mean. Yeah, I I mean, let me let me just address the penalties of it all, you know, before we get to the like Max Verstappen of it all. Firstly, um, you know, F1 is just like the dumbest shit in the whole world. It's my favorite thing. The Mets are back um, and we can talk about that. But F1 is what's keeping me going right now. And I just have to share this tweet about the penalties, which said, actually, this might be a blue sky. I, I actually can't tell. Um, It says, congratulations to Esteban Ocon for breaking the record for most penalties in one singular race at the Austrian Grand Prix 2020 in the Austrian Grand Prix in 2023, scoring four penalties. The record was previously also held by Esteban Ocon, who received three penalties in Bahrain in 2023 and passed for Maldonado in Hungary in 2015. Um, 
huge weekend for SD Bestie, huge weekend for penalties. And vitally, I just have to say, I'm actually really pissed off that Checo didn't get a penalty because obviously Carlos got fucked by his own inability to keep the car between the white lines. But I feel like both Verstappen and Sergio got off easy there. And they should have, they said there were 1,200 track infringements. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe a few of those were probably Red Bulls. Probably. Statistically, it's likely out of 1,200. So that's my feeling about all of that. That was really fun. Did you, did you watch the race, Jesse? Did you like it? I turned on the race. Um, I thought that the race started at <gasps> Oh my god, Friday. I remember. Um, it started at 8.55. So I turned on the race and I see here is Charles Leclerc in first place. And I'm like, what is even happening? It took me like a second to figure out, you know, why it was. And especially because uh, moments later, here comes Max just to on the blow by. Um, uh, it was fun, though. It was really fun for a second there. Overall results for Ferrari. It was boys. a good weekend for Ferrari. Carlos on the podium in the sprint. Charles on the podium in the in the Sunday Grand Prix. Um, but the reason, anyway, the reason I wanted to do some F1 complaining is I'm noticing this trend in the streets. And by in the streets, I mean in the comments of Instagram reels where people are saying people are like real F1 fans would never hate any driver. They want all of them to succeed. And people say this a lot when people start hating on Max Verstappen, which I just feel like this is the dumbest take in the entire world. And it's anti to the F1 ethos, which is psychopathic. And... I think it makes perfect sense to hate Max Verstappen. I think he is, you know, we we all think he sucks. It's boring to watch him win every single week. Like, and he's bored too. He's literally just like getting fastest lap for the sake of it in the last two just to be a dick. That was um, infuriating. And I bet $5 on Checo and, you know, had that money banked. Essentially, except that fucking Max was ahead by so much, and I'm not I'm not gonna be one to complain about gambling, you know, in a real way, but like what little what little you can actually look at is competitive. Like who's gonna have the fastest lap? And he's just like, No, uh, I'm gonna do well, that too. And still win I'm the literally easily. I'm literally well. sitting there with my partner and we're watching it and Verstappen goes into the pit and he goes, Oh my god, no. No, he's fitting for fastest lap, for new tires for fastest lap. And I'm like, no, no. And immediately, like, it was, he, he fucking gets back out there and he, in the last lap, gets the fastest fucking lap. We were both just losing our minds. He just goes, I hate this dude. And I think that that's valid. And like, obviously, I love hating him. I kind of like relish Max Verstappen in some way. And I, I, and so on some level, it's like I do like every F one driver. But I think the idea that that like we can't root against him is ridiculous. Anyway, this is the dumbest complaint of all time, right? Because again, I, this is really about like people on Instagram because I watch way too many F one fan cams. No, it's not because so. it's also it's also about gatekeeping. You know, people who are saying like true. a real F one fan. Fuck, fuck all that. Um, it's boys racing cars that go real fast and have no purpose <laughs> whatsoever. Um, it is really boys racing know. cars that go so fast and have no purpose whatsoever, and. Boy, is it fun. <laughs> yeah, he is. And part of the fun is, like, Max is a perfect villain. Like, right. he's so good at it. Like, 
you should not be happy for him to be like getting fastest lap at the end of that race. It should be infuriating. Like imagine, imagine if the Mets were up seventeen to nothing, and <laughs> then but it was Pete Alonso's day off, and they loaded the bases, and Buck was like, you know what, Pete, go try to hit a grand slam, make it twenty one. Right. No. Right. No, no. Actually, you know what it's like. It's not it's not like that at all, actually. It's like Buck Showalter awesome. saying it's like Buck Buck Showalter saying, No, Pete, you cannot go try to hit a grand slam right now. And Pete saying, But I want to and Buck saying, You can't and him saying, I'm doing it. Okay, so Jordan, do you have a desire? to get into F1 or is this just the most annoying 10 minutes of your life? I'm I'm relishing in the fact that just of listening to two people talk about a thing I have very little context for. Um, I am sort of curious. Like I, I feel like I want to know who your F1 team should be and who your primary driver should be. And, and so I would like to know a little bit more about you. <laughs> so that we can perhaps Jesse, is it okay that I am throwing this impromptu game out here? That is fine. I, are we, are I, we gonna like astrology this shit? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent astrologying this shit. A hundred percent. What is your sign, first and foremost? Uh, Gemini. <gasps> okay, fascinating. Great start. Okay, so what kind of narrative arcs do you like in a sporting season and or in your sports teams like the Mets for example chronic heartbreak losers <laughs> the Yankees for example evil like what are you into <laughs> god um the underdog I guess like the underdog okay. like you know necessarily isn't winning at all but like is putting a the Seattle Mariners essentially like the like mm. putting on a good you know like having being good every so often but like never being good enough to win it all but you know you you hope you like even if you're not a fan of them you just like hope for one day that they'll that at some point they'll they'll do it and everyone will be happy Ooh, right. okay i i've got some some vibes from that description yeah i have too you go first jesse uh feeling very very Williams. It's uh, <laughs> like feeling very Williams. Oh, it would be so nice, and everybody would be so happy if if they could just if they could just put. But it's never gonna happen. But maybe there was that really cool time, like thirty years ago, that like now. <laughs> well, there was also the like literal highlight of the season. Uh, in Canada, when Alex Albon got P seven <laughs> and driver of the day, but it was literally incredible. So Jordan, um, there are two drivers for Williams, which is currently in last place. Um, <laughs> importantly, um, you've got Alex Albon, who is a fired Red Bull driver, um whose mom went to prison but don't ask too much about that she's out of prison now and it was like related to his f1 junior career it's like a really kind of weird vibes but nobody talks about it um so now he's at williams which is just like perpetual losers but he's really fun he does like ads for like cerave moisturizer on instagram and the whole bit is he does it to make his girlfriend happy the other driver is the one and only logan Sargent. The only American on the grid, a Florida man, and one of two drivers yet to score a point this season. <laughs> it's coming, though. It, yeah, I don't know when, um, but I think it's coming. And I think that with your good juju, Jordan, <laughs> you could probably get Logan Sargent one point. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Sign me up. Okay. Well, uh, uh, start with start with qualifying on Saturday. I'm using the calendar plugin from Brit, our fellow <laughs> Willits Pen co-conspirator. 
Start with qualifying, which is at 10 o'clock on Saturday. It'll be on ESPN, and it will blow your fucking mind. It's so fun. Okay. Qualifying, arguably better than the race. It's uh, always better than the race. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have That's not... My pitch. I, I've still not watched Drive to Survive because we stopped having Netflix because we were using um, not our own account. Um, and that stopped being a thing. And I'm not paying for Netflix during the writer's strike because fuck them. Um, if they want my business, they can, uh, you know, they can they can pay what's right and then I'll pay what's right. Like that's, that's beautiful, their, Jesse. Uh, or, their things. or you take to the high seas. That's true. Um, Do you you guys watch... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, our our founding document has Be Gay to Do Crimes in it, and I wrote that, so... um, Yeah. yeah. Do you guys... Do either of you watch any um, La Liga? I think think they do it on Champions League, too. Like, do you you guys ever see the commercial for that that's, like... It's about piracy, and it is so dramatic. It's, like... Oh. It literally, it's like fans go away, players go away, joy goes away, jobs go away. It's like so dramatic, and then it's like this is what happens when when you pirate. And it's like stunning. It's shocking. It's, like, it's, when like, we the, first... it's like the way you wouldn't. Sounds like the you. It's like you the know. you wouldn't download a car video. That's exactly what it is. It's a, the 2023 version of that, and it's absolutely insane. Have either of you seen that? I have not. You I have downloaded Lionel Messi. I don't yes. watch actual television or even any actual streaming services to actually watch commercial. I also have ad blocker on, so. Uh well yeah we uh we unfortunately watch oh like a fair bit on my boyfriend's actual television which we can't have an ad an ad blocker on because it's a TV That's and a, yeah. we both just have moments like once a week that I'm like I cannot believe the commercials are legal. <laughs> it's funny seeing my kids react to commercials because they like generally don't see them so like. Family Feud will come on and like, you know, or like, you know, they're used to like the ones during the Mets games and shit. But like, that's, you know, Max Scherzer telling you to go buy a Ford. Um, and then like a local plumber who, you know, has the cable company commercial deal. Um, but like the commercials during Family Feud are like the unhinged shit. Like, you know, the, the CPAP machines and all those kinds of crazy shit that my kids are just like, what even is that? And why are they advertising it? My, my mom watches the like, you know, oldies channels on TV where they're like, or like, like where they're showing like old versions of game hey, shows. Yeah, me TV. Like, yeah, like, well, not just me TV, but like, you know, like now that there's like, you know, HD television, you've got all your like point ones and point two channels and all that stuff. And it's like, there's me TV, but then there's like me TV for game shows. And there's like me TV for like specific, like, genres of old television and all you see there are like the weirdest ass commercials of like uh, things i don't even know how to just a lot of like a lot of those like call us if you've got this this sort of cancer commercials or like or like um like all sorts of like like the copper fit sleeves and shit oh my god yes okay so i was staying in a hotel over the weekend on a trip with my family so we were watching literal cable television and getting a lot of commercials like that, like insane late night television ads. And I started to advance this thesis to Hayden, my partner, that there are only two types of commercials. There's only pharmaceutical commercials and meat commercials. And every single commercial in the world can be categorized as either pharmaceuticals or meat. Like... Meat, as in literal deli meat, like hot dogs. There was a lot of like hot dog barbecue content. Um, but there's also like, you know, online dating. That's a meat commercial. Um, <laughs> at like Dickies, pants. That's a meat commercial. Where, where, does a, where does a Viagra commercial fit in? It's a pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical. But it's also meat. But it's also meat. 
that that's like the beautiful Venn diagram, actually. <laughs> it's the one place where the where pharmaceuticals. The Venn diagram is the, the the sliver is the shape of the Viagra pill. Yeah, which is kind of the shape of a dick. I'll say it. <laughs> so many things are kind of the shape of I, a dick. My my favorite are like the, the ESPN at like All back from last episode. Addy going for the for the vein right there. Oh, the the Snickers dick vein. Yeah. I am currently eating a Snickers, and you know oh, what? That is it's veiny. So veiny, and 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 oh it's real. God. It's so good. <laughs> honestly, honestly, my my still to this day, my favorite commercial is the like. It's like it's usually at like, east early in the morning or like decently late at night is the ESPN Frank Thomas Nugenics commercials. <laughs> I love that Frank Thomas, like, is that character on his Instagram, basically. Like, he's living yeah. the life of Frank Thomas from the eugenics commercials. Every Instagram post that Frank Thomas has could be captioned, and she'll like it, too. Yeah. It's so weird that he's shilling, like, testosterone supplements when he was, like, the the one of like three guys that was like not hitting home runs and not on steroids in the nineties. That is that that has always struck me as like so I guess you know he's out of the game so fair yeah. play. Yeah, that's true. I, I will say I've only ever been sold by one infomercial in my life. Um, I was like I probably ten or eleven years old and. I really wanted the magic bullet because I loved the magic bullet infomercials of them just like making food in the magic bullet, like making an omelet where they just like put all the ingredients in and then like shook it like, you know, yeah, you know, but it was just like, and it convinced me so well that I like asked for it for Christmas one year. It was like, I could not believe that that is the only that is like the only infomercial that's ever sold me is the magic. Was it worth it? I still have it. I made a lot. I made like I used to make like salsa and like uh, I mean I was like ten years old and I still have it. I used to make like salsa and that's impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's impressive. It's so it sold me and it's like now you're hearing all this shit on the internet about like advertising on the internet isn't worth it because no one ever clicks on ads and i'm just like i'm glad i'm glad advertisement advertising is slowly uh, being fucked with as much as it you know people need to make money off of advertisements I, okay so I need, I, I need to um i had a totally different experience with the magic bullet i did not find it uh useful and or durable uh mine uh, worked badly and petered out quickly. Yeah, I just Lucky like. Person. I just like. I mean, I didn't wasn't using it all the time, but I also like don't have a blender, and it's like I'm one person, so I'm like making a little bit of a thing for one person. I got the whole kit too, though, so I got like, and th- maybe the magic magic bullets of like 10, 15 years ago, or you know, I don't know. Maybe they were making them better when they were advertising them on TV. Yeah. They probably still are. This is probably the part in this conversation where I need to admit that I got a little bit scammed by an Instagram ad recently. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I kept getting advertised this pair of pants that I really wanted. Um, they were kind of like cargo pants. They were being – okay, I'm going to be fully transparent. They were being sold to me as cargo pants for curvy girls. And as somebody who's crossed to bear is having big hips and a small waist, I find shopping for pants quite difficult. So this is this is my um, you know pain in life and I can't wear any pants. And Instagram was like, we know how to make this girl spend money. And so they advertise these pants to me, and I'm like, I like given. They're cute. I think they're like cargo pants, and then they're like adjustable on the waist. So I think I'm buying sort of like a big oversized cargo pant that I can make the waist fit me however I want. Um, 
It is literally from a brand called WorkshopUS.com. And I put in this order. And when I get the confirmation, I discover that this order is coming from China. And I'm like, I'm not trying to like buy Shein out here. I, by the way, they were $60 and they were on sale for $34. So I thought I was buying like, I don't know. That's like a kind of reasonable amount to, to like spend on pants. And after two weeks, they got to my house and they were like capri silk pants. But the adjustable waist thing does not work at all. And they don't look like what I purchased. And I really fell prey to like some dumb advertising because since then, I've been seeing the exact same ad for like different company names on Instagram. So that's embarrassing for me. But that does raise a question about our business selling pants that we do. Um, which is how do we sell our actual, you know, I have our yoga leggings and like them. Um, but how do we get those to the world? And that's probably a discussion that we should have, uh, off the air of our website, but for uh, off, off the air of our podcast, uh, cause it's, it's our business. Uh, but for, for now, go to willitspin.com and, and buy some shit, um, and help support, what we're doing here and let us continue to not uh, advertise except for when Addy does um, ads before the show, which we should do a neat one of those too. Uh, but that is again, off the air business talk. And we should go back to on the air talk about the fucking New York Mets who, uh, well, their game has started tonight, but entering tonight undefeated in the Jesse Spector on blue sky era. Um, and I think that it's all because of that Mets Twitter was too toxic. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is not on blue sky <laughs> and cannot ruin the vibes there. That is my theory. Well, the Mets are currently up to O on the Diamondbacks. Hell yeah. I will say Mets Twitter is so toxic and... As someone who only uses TweetDeck, I have, like, officially lost access to Twitter. And I'm like, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't have anything to add. I'm also on Blue Sky, but I don't have the, like, muscle memory to go look at it ever. Or really the energy to, like, say anything there. Um, but the Mets are back, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's way less to talk about when it's not complaining. Like, it's like, yay, Francisco Alvarez hit a fucking another first Met ever to hit two ninth inning, two out game tying home runs in the same season. Um, Like, ridiculous. And he's a freaking 21 year old rookie catcher. He's amazing. Mark Canna hit a huge triple. Oh, we love him. And Wrath Month is in full fucking swing um that reminds me i need to check uh where we were from last episode i will call that back uh we will see here i've not seen anything about anthony Bourdain rising from the grave today so our preferred <laughs> method of death uh is probably out of play henry kissinger according to wikipedia at 10:03 p.m uh, Eastern Time on Thursday, July 6th, 2023 is, according to Wikipedia, alive. Damn. That's Dead. disappointing. <laughs> I'm going, going to Henry Kissinger for a second. I am, I am born the day before Henry Kissinger, and I am so glad I was not born the day after. You're 100 years old? No, I meant like I'm. I'm. My birthday is May twenty sixth, and and Henry Kissinger's birthday is May twenty seventh, and I am. I am so glad that this earthly plane made it so that I am not. I do not share a birthday with that man. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. That means you have good karma. The universe was like, she doesn't need this. She's the universe was like, she gets Stevie Nicks and Sally Ride and Lauren Hill. Oh, that's such good karma. I do get John Wayne though. So that's, you know, that takes a little bit out of it, but. Hey, I mean, if we're here, we're still on the path to enlightenment. We can't have it all exactly right. And John Wayne is a good airport. What, where, where is uh, John Wayne's airport? Uh, It's one of the secondary Los Angeles airports. I want to say it's the Burbank one. Oh, one time I went on a reporting trip to Southern California and I flew into LAX and I was like staying, you know, more in Orange County. I I think that Mm -hmm. this was the, the same airport and I had to drive like two hours from LAX to get to my hotel where I was staying and I was staying fucking like across from John Wayne Airport like I absolutely should have just flown in there and I was not aware it existed John Wayne Airport is indeed uh, a three letter code SNA uh, that is Orange County Santa Ana Yep. Uh, Airport I don't want to get angry emails about this so that's uh, important we have a lot of angry emailers uh who do that uh a lot of from burbank yeah bob hope burbank airport Mm. i don't i don't know very many airports 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 in my life legally and formerly marketed as bob hope airport after entertainer bob hope Uh, that is where i legally and formerly what does that mean i do not know Hollywood Burbank Airport, Bob Hope Airport. It's listed as both here. Um, History. The airport has been named United Airport, Union Air Terminal, Lockheed Air Terminal, Hollywood Burbank Airport, Burbank Glendale Pasadena Airport, and Bob Hope Airport after comedian Bob Hope since 2003 as the legal name. In 2017, it was rebranded as Hollywood Burbank Airport due to the lack of recognition of Bob Hope Airport's geographic region. What? Basically, I think that they feel like they weren't getting enough business because they were called Bob Hope Airport instead of the name of the place where they are, like John Wayne Airport. I mean, fair. You didn't know. Like, you wouldn't know that they were in the Right, like, because I'm right, it's not called like Orange County Airport. Hmm, yeah, that makes sense. Like, they they tried to make Newark into Liberty Airport, (laughs) and everybody kept calling it Newark, so like it stayed Newark. I mean, I mean, neither of the Chicago airports are. Or anything where you'd know where you're at. You don't even know what city you're in if you if you didn't know that O'Hare and Midway were in Chicago. Yeah, that is silly. I mean, this is also true of New York, but it's like New York is just like New York. It's like JFK and LaGuardia. Maybe maybe I'm being biased, but I feel like it's fine yeah, if but- New York does it. And Chicago. Chicago like I feel like it's fine if big cities do it. Like Orange County itself can't do it. <laughs> This comes back to like the Angels thing. Like, should they be like Los Angeles Airport of Orange County or something? <laughs> Los Angeles. I, I need I need the Angels to add an, add more more names of places into their name. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of Orange County of California. God, it is like one of the most insane fucking names in baseball when you give yourself a minute to sit with it. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I think they're technically just the Los Angeles Angels now because they had like a deal yeah, with Anaheim. They had to call the themselves Anaheim. the Anaheim Angels for a while. Very They've silly. They've been fighting Anaheim over the stadium too. Maybe they can wind up moving to Oakland. Let that play out. Why? Why do we need a team in Anaheim? Like, I know, right? Like they are, they are literally called the Los Angeles Angels. Los Angeles is enormous. They can go to Los Angeles. I'm saying they go to probably... Oakland after the A's leave. Just take that right back over. Honestly, that's not a bad idea. That's interesting. 
Um, I, I want to go back to something you said earlier, Jesse, which is that there's so much else to complain about, so much else to talk about yeah. when things are going well. And I will say I definitely have something to complain about, which is that I'm already anticipating this discourse that is going to pervade Matt's Twitter, may it rest in peace, um, and you know whatever platforms Matt's fans use to harass each other in the future. I guarantee you, like mid-September, there's going to be this narrative that emerges that's going to be like, if the Mets June didn't count, the Mets would be in first place in the NL East right now. And everyone's going to have this whole like, mm, Mets June, they're they, like Mets June. I can just like feel it's like going to become a whole thing. Because they're not gonna like like you know how Keith always says that you can't maybe it's wrong whatever the booth always talks about how you can't lose the division or you can't win the division at the start of the year but you can lose it mm-hmm. and the Mets have lost yeah, yeah. it you know they're playing they're playing the rest of the season for the wild card and it's very much within their reach especially if. Not just if they can play better, and they could hardly play worse. They um, could hardly play worse. They didn't win a single series in June. Yeah. So they fucked themselves over that way. Um, I don't think it's out of the question that they're in the playoffs. And, like, they played their asses off last year to try to win the division, lost it at the end, and, like, went into the playoffs with no vibes, no momentum, and they suck. Like, Maybe this year's narrative is just um, Tommy Pham and his still very underwhelming ass um, showing that a complete lack of vibes and generally concerning demeanor um, in some of those social media videos. Um, maybe he wins all of our hearts. Uh, he is kind of he winning is my heart. He is amazing fucking hitting because everything off right. of his in the last three weeks has ever since he told that guy on Twitter to fuck himself <laughs> and embraced like, you know what? I don't love Kevin Durant's game either. I don't love, you know, I, I don't think that I would actually want KD on the Knicks. Like as much as we all joke about like, KD, don't you wish you'd come to the Knicks? I'm glad he didn't because that like, he, like Tommy Pham, has a kind of uncomfortable vibe of that dude who is that fucking overly competitive about everything. Like, you saw Tommy Pham do the golf thing on on um, TikTok or Instagram or whatever it was. You saw that, right, Addy? When they I did don't the- think I saw this. They did, like, this little putt-putt challenge, and Tommy Pham was like, he's so fucking intense all the time. Like, there was a story about... This is what who punched Jock Peterson, right? Yeah. And, like, they told a story on the radio about, like, him, like, really trying to keep himself away from the pitchers who were playing cards. I'm kind of wondering, like, uh, has that has that also been a problem? Like, this is a dude who, yeah, like, He's got violent over the football, has been stabbed, and, like, He's the guy who got stabbed, and everyone's like, uh, I can see that he's the guy who would get stabbed. It's weird. Well, I will say, I I, I felt for a but long he's... time at the start of this mess season, like, it was just, like, completely unclear to me what their vibe was. Last year, their vibe was regular season winning. That felt very precarious at every moment. And... I could not figure out what the vibe was this year. They've had a few, like, of those heroic moments um, that have, like, had moments of hope. But if they want to make a run for it, like, they have to make a fucking run for it at some point. And I think the only way they do it is with the Tommy fan vibe. Like, they have to fucking muscle it out and find it deep within themselves to, like rage their way to a wild card spot and i think that that is the vibe of this team this year at this point 
they want that, they should also uh, trade for Liam Hendricks. I would endorse that right now. Yeah, they need to make more than one trade, probably. Yeah, they probably do. I'm sad to see Eduardo Escobar go. I hope that he and Shohei Otani become best friends and go to Fogo de Tao. You know, I did love that. I think it was his first game. Was that game that the Angels yeah, won like 25 scored, to 1? He scored four runs, as many as he had scored for the Mets the entire month of June before the trade. Yeah, I, I felt so good about that for him. Yeah. And he became an American citizen, which I... Yeah. You know, that's so sweet. Admirable. Yeah, very admirable. We love that for him. And I'm, like, happy for Brett Beatty. Like, let the, let the kid play third base every day. Yeah, he won the job. And, you know, a huge part of the, the winning streak that they are on. Um, I am now... Uh, finding the basis for our game this evening. And uh, this is, um, it, it is F1 related because Formula One is going to Silverstone for, or, or Silverstone as they call it. Silverstone. For the British Grand Prix. Um, and That's the British I, Grand Prix to you. Yes. Grand Pricks. They, uh, that is what they are over there. Grand Pricks. <laughs> the Pontiac Grand Prix. I missed that one. Um, good car. So this this week I visited... Um, oh shoot. What is the place called? Uh, I, I sent... I, it's a, a little British grocery store um, in the West Village. Um, that I used to walk up to, and I've been disappointed for many years that they continue to uh, not have uh, the thing that I really want, which is Branston's Spaghetti Loops, um, which are a British version of SpaghettiOs that are, to me, um, and I love SpaghettiOs, to me, I, I ate these and they blew my mind, and I used to get them at the Key Food in Astoria in the international section, and they stopped having them. And they started having uh, Heinz spaghetti hoops. Uh, so I, I went into this place, Myers of Keyswick, and I've been there a couple of times. It's Myers of Keyswick. They've got little British flags outside. It's very, very twee and, and very British. And I think I'm, you can see the Union Jacks there. Um, so I went in there, and, and lo and behold, they, they too um, had the Heinz spaghetti hoops not the branston's spaghetti loops um a source of great disappointment to me but the source of great appointment to me is the basis for tonight's game uh which is that i am going to name some british snack foods from further down the aisle um and you will get to guess what these things are um i will read them one word at a time and let you guess the thing that I am talking about. Um, just, I'll go, you know, I'll proceed slowly, game show style. We were talking before about uh, Family Feud and uh, the MeTV game shows. I'm, I'm trying to think password style. That's that's what I'm going for. So here we go. Uh, baked beans. Watts. <laughs> really. Cheesy flavor corn corn puffs baked watsits really cheesy flavor corn puffs are they like these, Cheetos? These are British Cheetos. Yes, Jordan. Baked, okay, I just want to be clear for everyone who can't see this. That Watsits is spelled W-O-T-S-I-T-S. Watsits. Watsits. <laughs> Walker's Baked Watsits. And Walker's is like the Lay's logo, too. Yes. Uh, Walker's is a premier chip brand uh, in in England. Um, <clears throat> up next, we have uh, this one. 
McVitie's, Hobnobs, The Odie One, Cookies. These are cookies. These are hobnobs. The Odie one. Uh, the dark Odie chocolate. One. Dark chocolate uh, oat cookies of of some sort. Addie is on mm. the board. Cookies. That looks pretty good. Does look pretty good, actually. A uh, little skeptical of oats, but, you know, right, we'll see what we, we got here. We got next uh, grab bag. Jacob's mini cheddars. Original. Are they like Chex Mix? Baked with real cheese. Grab bag Jacob's mini cheddars. Original. Baked with real cheese. What's that? I'm thinking some sort of we got uh, British circular Cheez-Its. What on earth? I don't feel like they're supposed to be shaped like that. No, that's they are like that. That that's that. This is why this is why we celebrate our our independence was from these circular cheeses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw, I saw a tweet or an Instagram or a TikTok or something that was like don't don't celebrate the 4th of July as a pro-American holiday, celebrate it as an anti-British one. I literally right before you said that I was about to be like I saw this great tweet. <laughs> And I think that this is 100% not. This is, you know, I don't stand up for the national anthem, but I hate those fucking round Cheez-Its. <laughs> it's what like everyone, so many countries can hate the British, you know, only America. You're going to hate America. this one even more because it's colonialism, too. Uh, I will give you the brand last because that will that will give it away. These are Skips. Skips is the is the name of the thing. Uh, they are prawn cocktail flavor skips. What are, are skips? These also chips? These are yes. The brand is Tato. Tato. Tatoes. I know Tatoes. Tato skips. Tato. Prawn, prawn cocktail flavor. Um, get your colonialism on there. Yeah. It's uh. So that is uh two one Addy, I think is, is yes, the score. Is two one. Your keeping score. Um this this last one, um so I guess we're going for, for Jordan going for the tie or Addy going for the win, or I don't even really know what's happening here. We've got uh three packages here of uh there's salt and vinegar. There's original. And there's cheese and onion. For some reason, I feel like these are a nut of some sort. I'm like, it's got to be. I'm like, I feel like it's chips again, but it's definitely a trick question. I kind of feel the same. Or maybe it's chips again. (laughs) They're in chip bags, but uh, similar to the the previous um, mini cheddars. um, I have no idea what these are, and I'm I'm quite shaken by uh, hula hoops. Hula hoops. Hula hoops. Oh, I thought it said whoop whoops. What? Yeah. Wait, like, what shape are they? Are they just square or sorry, square? Because they're called they're fucking like hula ring-shaped. hoops. They, yeah, are they, they like, like just ring shaped chips? Yeah, they look like unfilled combos. Ew. Fill I don't want to eat these. I I miss I miss the seven layer dip combos. Mm. They get seven layer dip combos. Yeah, they were actually really good. They were like a tortilla chip, uh, like combo. They were like a little tortilla chip, essentially, or like a little corn chip. Wow. Um, can we also talk for a second about 
the gross misconduct of Taco Bell removing the seven layer burrito from the menu, just as they committed the grave offense of removing the AM California Crunch Wrap, the greatest breakfast food in fast food history, and they just took it off the menu. Um, Taco Bell, get at us and do a collaboration with Arizona Iced Tea um, for like a Mountain Dew Baja Blast Arizona. Somebody there needs is, to there is, there is a there is a, a Mountain Dew, an iced tea Mountain Dew, but KFC has it. It is uh, I what it, oh, I, it it's like KFC like Sweet Lightning or it's like Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning or something. It's like tea. It's like sweet tea flavored Mountain Dew. That's wild. It's I want to. I want to eat it. it is. I want to eat it. I want to drink it. Sweet tea flavored Mountain Dew sponge cake. Like a Twinkie that you could eat. That's wow. your t- that's your uh, KFC dessert is the. Because any fry, you, you get that in the uh, in the fry, fry batter too. Fry it up. Mm-hmm. That sounds a fantastic. Real carnival food. Yeah. Eat a couple of those. Go on a, a good uh, spinny ride. Puke your guts up all over the place in a publicly acceptable fashion. It so, is a sweet peach and smooth honey flavor of Mountain Dew. Wow, that honestly sounds amazing. I thought it's it a KFC. Yes, it is only available at KFC. It's like KFC's version of Baja Blast. Wow. So I'm, and it's like yellow. Ew. Orange yellow. That makes sense. Why why do they do that? Because they can make the Mountain Dew any color. And I understand the the appeal of making them um vibrant and like they shouldn't belong in nature, but there's also like, you know, code red. I still want to drink it. Baja Blast, I still want to drink it. Like, it's a cool, appealing blue. Um, but, like, if it's too close to the Mountain Dew version of Piss Yellow, because that's, like, got that little bit of green in it, if they take the green out of there and, like, it gets more yellowy or orangey, that feels dicey. That feels like... That's um, piss. Yeah. That's piss. There's so, there's a there's a pits uncanny valley that Mountain Dew has to be aware of. It, that's so true, right? Like I can't, you can't have, especially like a, a tea where it's got a little bit of that, like you know, darker, less carbonated tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so I was gonna ask, can you read me each of the? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to transition away from that one. Um. Can you read me each of these snacks again, and I'll tell you which F1 driver I think has the same energy. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we had the uh, Walker's Baked Watsits Really Cheesy. Uh, Walker's Baked Watsits Really Cheesy. That's Lando Norris, I think. The Grab Bag Mini Cheddar's Original uh, Baked with Real Cheese. Grab Bag Mini Cheddar's Original Baked with Real Cheese. That's Max Verstappen. He's that offensive. Yeah. Also, like the orange, you know. <laughs> but it's like that's one that we're like, you know, it's like you're like this. I'm against this. Oh, we we did not uh, we did not do this one. Um, the Twiglets, high in fiber, high in fiber, oven baked, not fried. I can't ask you uh, really what these are because I don't fucking know. Are they like pretzels? Um. They look kind of pretzely. They look kind of like those things that you would get in a Chex Mix. Twiglets. They kind of look like Takis. A little looks like Takis, yeah. Oh, I love Takis. But Takis are definitely more like bright red. Those look a little more plain pretzely to me. I feel like Twiglets. Twiglets is Oscar Piastri. Sorry. (laughs) 
high in fiber is such a weird thing to advertise for something that's in a fucking bag of chips. A hundred percent. The Tato Skips prawn cocktail flavored. Um, I think that's Charles Leclerc. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's sitting on the yacht. No problem. Yeah, 100%. No shirt on, just a little. No shirt. Just a little bit crab dip, like going down his, down his and chin. And then there's like, there's like a charming shot of him being like, oh, I've crabbed him on my chin. <laughs> oh, dear. Me, now me I have to take off my shirt stand. to deal with it. I wasn't wearing this shirt, but now I'm going to take one off anyway. Uh, my king. <laughs> uh, we had the McVitie's Hobnobs, the OD one. Those came in uh, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and uh, gluten-free Mc- milk chocolate Mc- as McVitie's well. McVitie's Hobnobs on are one. Fernando Alonso. Yeah, that's that's Fernando. Uh, also, also available these border dark chocolate ginger bars. Border dark chocolate ginger bar is giving me Chucko. Okay, I get nothing from them, so that feels fair. Exactly. Um, and last but not least, uh, we have our hula hoops. The Mystery. Uh, the hula hoops are George Russell. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it might be something, but there's really nothing there. Exactly. All right. I feel like we've learned a lot about F1 and British snacks by making things up. Yeah. With nice. a little bit of facts, um, as provided by things like the labels of those British snacks. We know that McVitie's are uh, Odie. <laughs> Not sure still why that's desirable, nor why the, the Twiglets, uh, why you would want Takis, British Takis that make you shit. <laughs> I don't know. You do your thing, England. I just want to get uh, my spaghetti loops back in this country so that I can sing my little, uh-oh, spaghetti loops. This is all that I ever <laughs> go as well with spaghetti hoops. And and the spaghetti loops were just so good. And I'm worried, too, um, that after all these years, that they will not. Uh, no, they will no longer live up to uh, what I remember. Just as uh, SpaghettiOs, I'm fairly certain that they changed the recipe. And that seems like something that um, is Googleable, is findable information. But am I going to look it up? No. I am going to choose to believe that uh, the SpaghettiOs company um, changed hands. Uh, Franco-American went over to Campbell's and uh, Campbell's doesn't know what they're doing when it comes to tomato-based products. That is my assertion. I am sticking with it. Campbell's uh, of all company doesn't know how to make tomato-based products. That's right. He'll say it. Not afraid to take on Big Soup. (laughs) Okay, Andy Warhol. Big Soup. (laughs) Sick of their shit. You think you can just Put that in a can and heat it up and that's all? No, you need to fill that can with milk to make that tomato soup even the least. I am actually... Wait, do you have to new- fill the can with... Wait, wait, with milk to make the pota- t- tomato soup? Yeah. It's not just tomato soup? I mean, I, th- I would feel like with tomato soup would be like water, but milk? That's, that's wrong. That just that just feels wrong, Campbell. I've added it to be honest. I guess you know what it's. I mean, I mean, milk and milk and tomatoes go together. Cheese and tomatoes go together, right? It's right. It's not just cheese and tomatoes. It's true. I feel like I'm realizing a, a lifelong um, battle with tomatoes that has really played out um, more recently for me. Um, 
I'm getting back on the anti-tomato bandwagon. They've wow. always been. Wow. I have to go. I am so ardently tomato. I don't know if I can even remain I, here any I longer. I used to be anti-tomato. I am, I am more just anti-raw tomato now. I, mm. I love cooked tomato. Yeah, get me out of here. Are you kidding me? A raw tomato with salt is the it's mother nature's gift to her children. Are you fucking kidding me? My my biggest um, realization was the other day that, um, you know, Ireland is famous for potatoes and the potato famine, and and you know, Italy is famous for all the the stuff that's made with tomatoes, but neither of them, neither of them had them pre like fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. It's, true. it's like yeah. they're they're both plants that came from the New World, and it's like crazy to think like. Oh yeah, the Italians, you know, pizza and lasagna and all these sauces that have tomatoes in them. And it's like, they, they didn't have, people thought tomatoes were going to kill them for a while. Wow, what a fascinating was, little fact to drop in here at the end. I, I, I will say this, for the Italians and, you know, the colonial, colonialism of food, um, Italy and, and, you know, France for that matter as well, and the rest of the Mediterranean have always been um, a place of traders and spices. And I think that, like, you know, the tomato would have eventually progressed that way, um, given enough time. But you, you said something else that I wanted to come back to, and I have now forgotten what it was, so go ahead, Abby. Oh, nothing. I, I don't remember what it was. I was just thinking that that was it was i was having an interesting ponder moment well tomatoes highly acidic uh that is my that is my main issue with them also that well, uh, it uh burns my mouth lasagna same thing i feel like tomatoes are um you know, they're delicious but uh not for me as much as uh they could be ketchup. However, I am in favor of. I'm. Uh, I can name multitudes. Well, with that, I feel like it's time for me to go back to watching Love Island until I fall asleep. <laughs> that does sound like a plan. Uh, and we will catch up. I've never watched Love Island, so perhaps I should engage uh, in that I've also as well. Never watched and then we- Love Island. We can bring oh, that conversation. Love Island is to this about sports. Love Island is the F one of dating reality shows. It is so high speed, so dramatic, so unbelievably beautiful, filled with idiot Europeans doing what they do best. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've rarely watched dating shows, but I did watch the, the queer version of The Ultimatum and was intrigued. I got like five episodes in and I'm just like, I've never, there are certain people on, so, on dating shows that I've, I've, I've hate more than people I actually know and hate. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I, my boyfriend and I were talking about this recently where I, you know, you know, you guys know that Netflix show Blown Away? Where they blow glass. It's like a glass blowing reality show. And I like watching it and he doesn't. And I'm like, why don't you? And he's like, because literally all you do is complain and all it is is frustrating. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that's literally the best part. Like, I love making fun of the host. (laughs) The fact that the host of the ultimatum ultimatum is Nick Swisher's wife is. Oh, my God. Okay, so I haven't I haven't watched that yet. Is it? Is it worth it? Oh, oh, you, you, you will come out of that. You will come out of that. Like the first episode of the the ultimatum with some with some hardcore grudges against people. That's beautiful. That's all I need to hear. Thank you so much. Is Nick Swisher's wife still who Nick Swisher's wife was? Yeah, it's still it's still the one girl from who was on Reba. I can't remember her name. And she was in, um, was she in Wedding Crashers? Uh, I, I'm, I'm currently looking it up. 
Yeah, jo- Joanna Garcia Swisher was in. She was in Freaks and Geeks. She's done Reba. Um, she was in the internship, but she was not in Wedding Crashers. She was in American Pie okay. Two. American Pie Two. Yeah, I saw American Pie Two. I cannot remember what happened in American Pie 2. I will come back next time without a report on what happened in American Pie 2 because I will not watch it between now and the next time we record. I will, however, be watching uh, the Formula 1 race. Um, based on everything you've heard, Jordan, do you have a pick for this week's race in, in England? <laughs> I, what do you mean? Who do you think is going to win the race? Silverstone. What from from what you guys are telling me, it sounds like Max Verstappen wins every race. So I'm. Oh, I guess oh what a good. I don't pick. really want him to win, but that's that's who it sounds like is going to win. What a good pick. I mean, really, exactly what's going to happen. The only thing I care, like the only thing I care about, is like who's two three. You know, like if Ferrari can pull off one race where they're 2-3, like me and Britt are going to cry and be like, best day ever, you know? <laughs> I just have to say... Um, he can't win every race. He, uh, but this, right, that's the thing. That's why I feel like the narrative of this season is for F1, is that it's like, <laughs> but- Red Bull can't have a perfect season. And we are only, we aren't even halfway through the calendar. And yet, and yet he's going to fucking win every race. He's going to win every yes. fucking race. And I have to say, it is funny. I mean, I do it's think like- that Checo saved his job last weekend, but it is funny that there's been this like whole discourse about whether Checo's going to get fired. Like the only person who's really in the news about maybe going to get fired is the only other person who's won a race this year. Amazing. Absolutely amazing, and we will uh, we will come back next week with some variety of us uh, here back on Willard's Pod uh, to once again say he can't keep getting away with it. Somebody has to do something. Somebody, please think of the children who have to endure me complaining about Max or stuff. Yeah, won't somebody think of Charles Leclerc? Oh, somebody. I I am. Don't worry. I am. <laughs> we all will. We'll think of Charles Leclerc. We'll think of you. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Mm-hmm.